Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Gladcracker webinar featuring the London Stock Exchange Group. So everybody will have heard of the London Stock Exchange, but this webinar will hopefully um, give you a bit of an insight into who they actually are, what they do, and a bit of a behind the scenes glimpse. And we're going to hear more about the recruitment process and more from the grads um, a little bit later on. Um, we were meant to be joined by Ashling, so we are going to try and get her on the call. Um, Ashling's aware of the recruitment process and everything else, but if not, we're going to go back to the grads and get the um, hints and tips and what they experienced as part of the whole recruitment process um, when they joined London Stock Exchange. London Stock Exchange. Um, so for now, I'm going to lean towards Jared, and Jared, you're going to give us a bit of an update to who um, the London Stock Exchange is and, and all about you, if that's okay. Yes, sure. Um, thanks, Carla. Um, so the London Stock Exchange Group, we are a global um, FMI, which is the Financial Markets Infrastructure uh, and Data Company. Um, and the group as a whole um, can be broadly split, split sorry, into three different pillars um, or, or sections which are data and analytics, um, which comprises primarily of the FTSE Russell and Refinitiv businesses, um, focusing on, as the name would suggest, providing um, data and analytics platforms um, and indexes um, across a wide range of geographies. And then we have our capital markets pillar, which um, is uh, probably the most well-known um, section of the business, which is uh, deals with the exchange itself, um, access, giving our customers access to uh, capital markets and liquidity, um, not just across the stock exchange, but across multiple asset classes and geographies um, with the various different um, acquisitions that we've made over the years in that um, pillar. And then the post-trade um, pillar primarily comprised of London Clearinghouse LCH um, supports customers in clearing and reporting obligations. Um, and then underpinning all of these three pillars is a technology, is a large technology um, services which helps all of these um, different businesses to function and also to collaborate with each other. Yeah, and and as as a grad, um, are you able to go into all of the different pillars, or are you just focused in in one area? How does that work? The graduate scheme um, has two different streams currently. Um, although this may be subject to change in the near future. Uh, the business stream focuses on the post-trade capital markets and data analytics um, pillars with rotations um, within uh, each of the three pillars, or sorry, within the, across the three pillars. Yeah. Uh, you typically do two rotations and you'll have flexibility over which of those um, you go into. And then the technology graduate scheme um, works in the technology section, but as I mentioned previously, um, these roles also span across the entirety of the business. Yeah, thank you very much for that introduction. And what we're going to do now is one of our favourite rounds as part of these webinars is a quick fire round to um, let all of the audience know some exciting facts about London Stock Exchange. Um, so Amelia, I'm going to start with you. Could you give us your quick fire fact? Yes, so uh, my fact is that the... Amelia, we can't hear you. Might have to start again. Hmm. Is there? No. No. <laughs> yes, um, I don't know if she can. She's still going though. <laughs> I don't think Amelia can hear us. Jasper, could we move on to you? Could you give us your fact? 
Yeah, so my fact relates to the data analytics that Jared was talking about. We carry, <clears throat> we carry up to 176 billion market messages every day from over 150,000 data sources serving over 40,000 institutions across the world. Wow, that's some big figures. Um, Amelia, can you can we just hear us now, Amelia? You back? Um, hello. Hello. No. <laughs> yeah. Amelia, Amelia, you cut off there and your mouth is still moving. It's oh, no. Sorry <laughs> it about that. fascinating, but can you start again? <laughs> yes, so sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so the London Stock Exchange was the first exchange to launch a dedicated green bond segment in 2015. And it was also the first exchange to introduce a green... Okay. And for those who don't know, um, the green economy mark basically recognises companies and investment funds um, from all segments of the main market and aim that derive 50% or more of their total annual revenue from um, products and services that contribute to the green global economy. Ah, I was going to ask you that. Cool. Thank you very much, Amelia. Um, Jared, on to you. Do you have an exciting fact? Um. So the London Stock Exchange Group um, is actually, um, I guess, a very large mishmash of different um, acquisitions over the years. And between 2010 and uh, the current date, there have been seven major acquisitions across the group, um, culminating with the, very, the purchase of uh, Refinitiv. Um, the Refinitiv merger is currently still being um still being completed um and CEO is moving to the top 10 largest companies in the uh, FTSE. Is there any is there any plans to move forward and, and acquire any more businesses Javadino or MLR? I wouldn't get someone in group strategy for that sort of question <laughs> but um the refinitive acquisition was very large um and I'm sure anyone that's read up about stock exchange recently and seen it in the news will will be aware of this so yeah i think it may be maybe a while before the next episode yeah. take a breath that's what we need to do thank you very much javid and what we're going to do now is um, move on and meet the grads in a little bit more detail um, amelia is concentrating on her sound so i'm going to go to jasper and um, to start off with jasper so could you just tell us a little bit about yourself so your background where you went to uni and what did you study so I was born in London, but grew up and was schooled in France until up until going to university. Yeah. Um, then I went to the University of Durham, where I studied general engineering, and I specialised in electronics in my final two years. Um, and my transition to my current developer role was facilitated by my final year research project, which I purposefully selected for being computer science and programming heavy, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to more of a traditional engineering research project. And what made you come to this decision to um, study electronics in your final year at university then? What made you think, oh, I'm going I'm to really focus in that area? So um, the general idea behind uh, the idea behind a general engineering degree is that you kind of experience all of the different areas yeah. um, and then work out which one suits, suits you best. And a lot of people, in my experience, find that one of the divisions just makes much more sense to them um, inherently than the other divisions. And so for me, it was electronics, um, but I had lots of friends who had much more ease in understanding mechanical engineering, for example. So I went off into that direction. 
And then from from you know electronics to focusing on computer science in your final year, wh- wh- why did you choose to focus on computer science? And then how has that helped you um, with your career so far at the London Stock Exchange? Um, well, I suppose my the reason that I decided to concentrate more on computer science was because I wanted to pivot into more of a software engineering career rather than a um, traditional engineering career. Mm-hmm. So in, in projects in second and third year, I sort of got to know programming um, quite a bit more and decided that I liked that quite a lot more than the other engineering that I was doing and wanted to work in that sector. Um, I also saw that, in my opinion, there were, well, there were more opportunities that I wanted to um, partake in um, in the sort of software engineering role, which is why I sort of made the decision to pivot into that direction. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Jasper. Um, Ashling, you're on mute if you if you are going to join us. Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> well, that was slightly stressful. <laughs> that was stressful. Sorry I'm late. Um, never a dull moment. And you can always anticipate someone to have tech issues. So I'm actually on my phone in the office right now. So apologies at the random angle here. Welcome, Ashling. Thank you. What we've done is we've just had a brief introduction um, to the grads. We've gone through the, the quick facts. Um, so is it all right, Ashley, if I just bear, you bear with us for a couple of seconds. We're just going to um, speak to Amelia and Jared a little bit more, then we'll come back to you. Yeah, no rush at all. I hope you're not going to get arm rake. Your pull little arm will <laughs> be fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll do your muscles good. Um, so, Amelia, I'm going to go on to you now. So same question that I asked Jasper. So where did you go to university um, and what did you study? Um, I think Amelia's just um, sent me a message on Teams and she can't. She can't hear, unfortunately, Uh, Um, so she can't really hear what's going on. That's fine. I thought she looked puzzled. Um, That's normally my look and I can hear what's going on. Um, Jared, I'm going to go over to you then. Same question, so uni and what did you study? Sure, yeah. Um, I was at Cambridge University and I studied economics with a specialization in development economics. Um, And then transition now into my role in sustainable investment within the data and analytics um, sort of pillar. So development economics, what, what, what is that? Why is that different to normal economics? <laughs> it's a good question. And development economics essentially is the study of why um, different countries and regions develop uh, oh. different rates to others. Yeah. Um, a lot of constraints to development and ties uh, ties in quite nicely actually with the sort of topics that are being discussed right now in terms of ESG and how we can um, help enjoy sustainable growth uh, as a global economy rather than just as single regions. Oh wow, I bet that's really fascinating, didn't they? You could do that. Um, thank you, Jared. Hopefully we can go back, come back to Amelia when she rejoins the um, webinar. But for now, Ashley, I'm going to come back on to you. You've got two opportunities um, which are currently live on Gradcracker. You've got your technology summer placement and your business um, summer placement as well. Could you just tell the viewers watching a little bit more about those? Um, So what's on offer? Hi, can you all hear me? Yes. We can. (laughs) Great. Just worth checking that as a first step. So (laughs) sure, absolutely. Um, So we are currently running our running advertising for our 2022 summer internship programs Um, the way our graduate and summer internship programs are organized is you have a business stream and a technology stream Um, each stream encompasses a variety of teams that sit under that banner so within business 
You could be going into a uh, product role within data analytics, for example, or a more risk-focused role within post-trade, or you could be going into more of a relationship manager type role within capital markets. So there are a variety of roles within the divisions, but essentially the business program covers capital markets, post-trade, data analytics, and corporate functions. And then specifically within corporate functions, the types of roles that we tend to tend to get for our interns and grads are more kind of strategic. Um, so, you know, potentially more M&A focused role or more of a strategy type role. And then within technology, uh, it's a variety of teams that that, that that program covers. So it could be, you know, uh, and roles as well. So you could be going into more of a software developer role or more of a business analyst type role or more of a project management type role where you're working with the business team and the relevant um, tech team to make sure that certain technical or technology projects are getting over the line. Um, so it's a nine-week program. It involves one week's initial induction. And following that, the structure is that you spend four weeks in one team and then you move into a different team for the second four weeks, with the view being to enable you to explore, you know, the variety of career options that you might be considering at this point. And across the nine weeks, you know, we offer uh, classroom-based learning, exposure to senior leaders within the business. You'll have a buddy and a mentor um, and a range of other kind of development focus sessions that the early careers team would run. Perfect. hope that answers the question okay it, Carla. It, it does yeah um i've got a couple of more questions too to ask on the back of your answer Ashley, if that's okay so um yeah. firstly you've got you know you've got two streams that you've just mentioned there um obviously for both streams that you would accept stem students you know this is who we're promoting those to today um mm -hmm. would you say each stream has a specific type of person who you would um who you, who you see people applying to the, to the opportunity so is is there a bit of a this type of person normally applies to the business this type of person normally applies to technology or is it completely open um it's a it's a variety and I'm keen to get you know Jared Jasper and Amelia's thoughts when they're all back in the meeting um yeah. it's be because the roles are so varied across both streams we're looking for you know and you know the skills and strengths required across those roles is slightly different oh um we don't have a specific type of person. What I can say is we're looking for people across both streams. We're looking for people who are, you know, genuinely curious. <laughs> That's nice. Hi, guys. Um, genuinely curious about financial markets and have a passion and interest in data. Yeah. So an ability to understand and analyze data to draw practical solutions and practical recommendations is super important. And the interest in financial markets is pretty obvious. Um, and then, you know, individuals who are able to connect the dots and think strategically. So part of the reason why we have individuals rotate is because ELSA covers the entirety of the trade life cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that our grads and interns can understand how the different divisions contribute that and for technology specifically, how technology supports the business with that. Yeah. Um, and then technology in particular, you know, this is going to sound very obvious, but you do have to demonstrate a genuine interest in technology mm -hmm. and going beyond that I would say demonstrate exposure to it in a practical sense so whether you've worked with a particular type of technology previously or done an academic project or an extracurricular project where you've used um, a specific technology or whether you've got you know you've learned how to how to code or you've got a certain level of knowledge in a programming language we are looking for that kind of really really demonstrable interest and aptitude 
from that perspective. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, what I'm going to do now, Amelia, you're back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, we, technology these days, honestly. We should, we should still use carrier pigeons. Um, so, Amelia, I'm going to come back to you now. So um, where did you go to university and what did you study? And why did you choose to um, join London Stock Exchange? Yes, so I um, so I grew up in Switzerland and moved over to the UK in about 2007 and kind of from even when I was young, really interested in science and technology. Um, so I ended up actually studying physics at Durham University and um, I kind of found that I really enjoyed my degree, but I also found myself kind of drawn towards more technical aspects, so things like learning to code. Um, so I structured my module choices um, kind of around that. And in particular, I took one module, um, which is a large research project looking at basically mathematically modeling financial trends. Um, so that kind of gave me a small insight into the kind of fintech um, industry and my kind of enjoyment of the project just motivated my decision to apply. And yeah, that's why I ended up here. Brilliant. I think it's really interesting. I think um, there's been a, a couple of you grads who have mentioned as, on the call about really structuring your modules and structuring your degree um, to be able to, you know, en enhance your skills for when you do um, join, you know, join Stock Exchange or get a career afterwards. And I don't think that's something that we've come across quite a, a lot, Jess, as part of these webinars. And um, so it is really worth you thinking, you know, whilst you're at university to look at your modules and look at your final year and then think for the future. So that's something um, that students watching can take out of today's webinar so thank you very much Amelia for for the um for the instruction there and Ashley I'm briefly going to come back to you um timelines so you mentioned the two opportunities that you've got available so what are the timelines that students need to be working towards and um, so for example closing dates and then um assessment centers and everything else please absolutely so um the application deadline is midnight on the 5th of December yeah but we do recruit on a rolling basis. And that what, me what that means is we're starting to review applications now. Yeah. So it is better to get your application in before that deadline, I would yes. say significantly, <laughs> significantly before that. So to give everyone an idea for the business summer internship program, our first assessment center will be on the 8th of December. Yeah. So if you're someone who leaves your application to the 5th, there's no way you'll be able to get through all the stages of the process for us to invite you on the 8th. Now, we do have later assessment centres running, um, but just to maximise your chance of success, I'd get your application in sooner. Yes, apply today after this webinar. Um, Jess, over to you. I am going to look a little bit puzzled because I'm going to rename Jasper. So if I look like I'm concentrating, it's because I'm doing that. That's fine. Um, guys, I'm going to start talking about your roles now, if possible, and just kind of getting a bit of an insight into what life is like for you all now at the business. So, Jared, I'm going to come to you first. If you could kind of talk us through where you are at um, in your current role and what your experiences have been so far. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I joined Elsiger's graduate um, a couple of years back in 2019. Yeah. Um, I went through the graduate program, I did rotations in uh, capital markets, in a strategy team there, and then in um, sustainable investment in FTSE Russell, where I am based now, in their product team. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> my current role in the product team um, focuses around um, designing um, 
maintaining and developing strategy for our sustainable investment products uh, within FTSE Russell. And these are things um, like green data products, so carbon emissions, um, company SG ratings, fossil fuel reserves, as well as some um, more advanced measures. And then also the development of indexes off the back of that. So I spend a lot of my time working with large asset managers, large asset owners, um, developing their products, and then also um, working internally on the more strategic side of things. And how big are your teams then that you tend to work in, Jared? Is it just you working directly with, say, a client, or do you work in groups which then look after your clients? How does that work? So the um, the group as a whole has actually really um, increased its focus on ESG and SI, sustainable investment, a lot in the last few years. And so the team that I'm currently working in uh, has grown from a team of four, uh, comprising of um, three in London and one in Paris, um, like a few years ago, to a team of what is now, uh, I think we're 13 in EMEA alone. And we also then have teams based in Hong Kong, New York, and Australia um, yeah. supporting us. And so depending on uh, what the product is and, and what the ask is, uh, team sizes can range from being, as you mentioned, just myself, dealing uh, directly with stakeholders to uh, global teams working across all geographies to support our clients. And how do you find that, you know, working as an individual than working as the, you know, teamwork? You know, is there anything that you prefer? Do you prefer, you know, having a client on your own and managing the situation or? Uh, I, I do enjoy collaborating with others. Um, maybe a bit less so when the call's with the guys in the US and it's 8pm, uh, <laughs> but those yeah. are those are few and far between, uh, luckily enough. Um, but yeah, I enjoy working a team and um, enjoy kind of directly um getting involved in meetings with clients and i think that especially as we've now started kind of returning to office and getting more in-person interactions with people i do um i think that's quite an appealing side of working in my role um there are opportunities definitely to work on more long-term projects by myself i'm not sure i'm coming out here i'm a bit choppy on my end i hope that you got that all okay yeah you're fine you, yeah, you, you broke fine. a little bit but, uh, but you're all right Okay, we'll, we'll move from you, Jared, to uh, Jasper. Um, if you could tell us a bit about your current role and yeah, where you are at in, in, in your current position. So, um, well, I started the um, graduate programme beginning of September, so I didn't join my team that long ago. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a graduate developer for the market data team at the London Clearinghouse. Um, and my role essentially consists of um, taking ownership of development tasks from start to finish as part of a scrum team. So the idea is you take projects and you divide them up into multiple releases and each release is divided into several um, prioritised tasks. So I will take one of those tasks that I think I'm particularly suited to and sort of run it from start to finish. And once I've done that, I'll then move on to another task um, with the aim of all of the tasks being completed in a sort of two-week period. Okay. And as, as I've just started, I've also received a large amount of training to develop the technical skills that are required for my role, which yeah. has included knowledge transfer sessions to teach me all about the different technologies we use, um, and also more formal training, such as courses in Java. Brilliant. Okay, so you've, we're going to touch upon the learning development, but that sounds like you've had a lot of support there, which is good. How have you found the um, kind of onboarding? 
thing process the saying goes um you know how have you found um you know starting in september what's the teams been like um i'm guessing you're in the office is is that kind of two days a week or a partially at home how's all that looking yeah so what well, we started off with two weeks with two weeks of sort of formal training to prepare us for joining our teams in the office and that was really really useful um from a both a technical point of view but also just sort of communications and sort of requirements that you need within a, within a working team um, and then in the office I'm coming in three to four days a week mm-hmm. um, which is seems to be quite a lot but most people try and do about three days a week in the office and two days a week at home um, and in terms of joining my team everyone's been extremely welcoming and helpful I mean I've asked so many questions that I actually have started to feel a bit embarrassed but <laughs> time you ask another question people are really friendly and are more than happy to help dedicate lots of time to uh to helping you with your query and always make sure that you get the answer that you are you are that you were expecting or that you were hoping for kind of thing yeah if you were to reflect on the experiences that you've had so far since september is it as you imagined it to be or is it quite different um yeah i suppose i suppose it is there's been there's been even more sort of support and training and stuff like and stuff like that that I than I even imagined before I joined. But aside from that, it's been what I what I expected. Brilliant, and that's good. I mean, I'm going to come to you next. Same question: If you just tell us a bit about your current role that you're in. Yeah, so I'm working as a quality assurance engineer in the forex clear department of the London Clearing House. Um, So basically that means I spend the majority of my day creating um, automated tests, which are then deployed onto the Forex Clear system. Um, And yeah, I've been really enjoying it. The foreign exchange market is the largest financial market in the world. And within Forex Clear, we clear 98% of um, global foreign exchange trades. So it's been so nice to be part of, uh, you know, a company that's so integral to the financial market um and yeah it's also been really nice that obviously to in order to be able to write the tests or create the tests you do have to have quite a good understanding of um kind of the business aspects of things yeah. so not only have i been able to develop my kind of technical skills but it's also given me a really good exposure to um, the business side of things as well so yeah i've been really enjoying it brilliant and in terms of a a typical day what does that tend to look like for you Amelia so so I'm a member of the quality assurance team but similar similarly to Jasper I work within a scrum team and basically a scrum team um it's formed or people with all sorts of different roles so there's business analysts in my scrum there's developers then there's us the, the lot who work in kind of quality assurance so it's a real mix um so every morning I have um and yeah daily meeting with both my quality assurance team and with my scrum team um and that's just such a brilliant way to start the day because it just you know you all touch base everyone knows what's going on you have to Mm -hmm. speak about what you've done what you did yesterday what you're doing today um so also you always want to make sure that you've been productive the day before and you can say i've got this done um, and then, so that's kind of all out of the way in the morning. And then we use a specific software that kind of, um, kind of a scheduling system, which puts out all of our tasks and I'll look on the system to see what I've been assigned and then basically spend the rest of the day, um, 
working both individually and with other members of my scrum team to kind of solve the tasks um and yeah that would be kind of a, a day to day yeah fantastic interesting um Jared, I'm going to come back to you just to talk about projects and if there's a particular project that you've been involved in so far that you want to talk about or maybe has been super interesting. Yeah, sure. The project that um, I guess I've been involved in, um, which is most interesting, is ongoing uh, and relates to Paris Aligned Benchmarks. Um, so some of the participants may be aware of the Paris Agreement um, signed back in 2016 um and with an aim of uh kind of reducing global emissions and uh reaching a net zero economy by 2050 um and so we are launching a series of indexes um my team as part of this um new regulation um which are paris paris aligned um and this this uh, involves kind of using multiple uh, data sets and uh, looking at companies' carbon emissions and their climate governance targets they're setting yeah. um, and rating, um, rating their sustainability to essentially have um, a series of indexes that will constitute a net zero investment. So by aligning your investment or by investing in these indexes, you will be aligning with the Paris Agreement and um, contributing towards achieving a, a net zero by 2050 goal. Um, Go, go ahead, Jessica. Yeah, how do companies, is it for a certain size businesses that can get in this index or how is it a range yeah, of... Yeah, it's across a range of universes, um, ranging from global indexes to quite specific UK subsets. Um, okay. And they're actually, I think, the first of these indexes launched today. So Oh, really? Um, it's been a long project in the works and we're finally sort of reaching the end of it, but it's an ongoing process that... Um, I might have gone for a little bit there. That, a lot that. of the data that's required for um, for these indexes isn't fully available yet. And I think that this affects the kind of the massive growth in sustainable investment and focus right now um, is that going forward, we're looking to put more data in and um, have a more comprehensive view of how companies are contributing to um, to, to, our, to our global economy. Um, for example, a uh, big topic right now is scope three data and we're looking at scope three carbon emissions data which takes into account what companies purchase and the carbon emissions that are involved in in the products that they are consuming in order to create their products um and so this is a lot of work especially and also a lot of um, more technical people than, than myself going out and scraping this data and um building methodologies for this data um but that's an ongoing discussion as part of the this index series. That's so interesting, isn't it? Do you know, I don't, maybe I've been hiding under a rock, but I didn't actually know this was actually happening. So this is so interesting. So when this launched today, one particular index, and what was that called? Um, the index that launched today is uh, quite specifically named. It's um, I can't remember the exact name okay, of it. No it's a Paris aligned benchmark. Uh, you'll, you'll see them marked by PAB, but it's actually um, a, a custom index. It's for a specific client, so okay. you might be able to find this one if you're if you're googling if you're googling for it online. Um, but the, I, that was just to give an indication that these are things that are coming out um, yeah. kind of, uh, in the near future or, or right now. It gives you a good indication of what you know, like I say, it's going to look like in the future and where the markets are going, which is really interesting. Um, thanks for that, Jared. Jasper, coming to you next. Same kind of question. I know you've only been there since September, 
but you know I'm sure you've done a lot in the last few weeks since you've been there but what's your favorite project that you've worked on so far? Um, so my team um, essentially is the market data team within the London Clearinghouse so our, our role is to gather all of the financial data required for London Clearinghouse from sources like Bloomberg, Affinitiv, sure, um, yeah. Market and then we um, sort of analyze, we, we process it and then send it off to the respective departments, for example, um, for Red's Clear that Amelia works in. Um, mm-hmm. But so one of the projects we're involved in at the moment is um, it's an upgrade to the entire method of how we um, receive this data, how we analyze it, and how we then distribute it to each of the downstream stakeholders. Um, with the idea of greatly reducing risk and increasing the accuracy of the data used um, in order to make um, the London Clearinghouse's operations much more um, streamlined, streamlined, essentially. Okay. Can I ask a question, Jess? There's, there's, you've been mentioning London Clearinghouse. I'm just conscious that our viewers might not know what that is. So could you explain um, what the London Clearinghouse is? So, yes. so LSEG is a group. Um, and essentially it's, um, it has um, multiple companies within that group. The London Clearinghouse is one of those companies and they fulfill all the um, post-trade um, functions for the group. So once a trade has gone through um, everything to do with the exchange of securities and monies and all of this risk clearing and um, regulation checking, um, so sort of Everything that happens after trade is done is, is processed by the London Clearinghouse. Right. And is that every trade, or is that only only certain trades that are say of a certain size? Or so well, it, it is. It is it, the size of the trade. So it doesn't depend on the size of the trade. But we're not the only clearinghouse in operation right. in the UK or the world. But I think we definitely are the largest in the UK market. Yeah. It's also market. not all trades have to go through clearing. Um, but no, we are definitely the, we dominate the mark, the clearing market in the UK. Okay. So when I'm buying my shares, for example, that would nine times out of 10 have to go through. It's not a lot of money. I'm, I'm not a big gambler. But <laughs> my, my tuppence a month. Um, but that would nine times out of 10 go through London Clearing House. Yeah. So you'll, yeah, you'll be going yeah. to the broker, but yeah. Perfect. Now I know what happens when I click that button. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have a one-on-one with you guys and just pop a pick your brains instead of doing it in front of like, the nation. Yeah. Where I can really show how you know I'm, my knowledge isn't up on all this. But yeah, it'd be interesting to really kind of delve. Um, Amelia, come to you next. Favorite project you've worked on so far? Yeah, so um I've worked on various projects with my team, but one um project that I've really been enjoying or it's only just got started um it's basically all of the technology graduates are kind of embarking on a six month long um cyber project together okay. and it's kind of early days at the moment but basically very simply the um company wanting us to come up with some form of program which can correctly identify and protect against cybersecurity threats that can vent the system yeah. Um, so yeah, this has been really nice because also a lot of us, a lot of the graduates have been scattered between different teams. So having the opportunity to work together is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, cybersecurity is not something I've worked on before, so it's giving me exposure to a new area um, yeah. and different softwares and things like that. Um, and it's also nice because yeah, it's giving 
giving me the chance to work with not just other graduates but other members um, of the company and yeah six months will be quite a long time for a singular project um, so I'm expecting us to make quite a lot of developments and things sure and then with the um with the idea of this project potentially if you come out with something that that the business wants to run with is the idea that they would use that idea and put it into place or hopefully uh i suppose it depends how we perform but um i think the aim of the project when it was thought up by the business was to yeah have something they could put into place yeah so unless we get it very wrong it should yeah yeah. <laughs> Jasper's being positive. He's like, no, we can't do this. We can't get through. So how, how does it all work then there? If you you know work on this project at the end and you think, yeah, I've got I've got the product here, this is what I want to present. Do you, do you have to present that to, to somebody to sign it off? How does your how does it you know become real? Well, we have we have um weekly meetings with the kind of project manager. Um, so he'll be checking in to make sure that we're on track and um, kind of going in the right direction. And then I presume it will come from him kind of actual sign off at the end, provided everything works. But then we've also got bi-weekly meetings with some of the directors. Of yeah, and, and kind of stakeholders and things in the project. So there, there we have to sort of present our progress and our business feedback as to whether or not we're doing what they expect. I'm really, it's a good chance for you personally to be, you know, kind of be involved with those directors at, you know, people at that level as well, isn't it? So that's a great opportunity as an individual and as a group to do it. How many people will be in the group? I believe, well, yeah, there's 12 of us working okay. together. So it would also be quite interesting. I don't think I've ever really worked on a project with a group of that size. So um, the actual organisation of it and things as well will be a new experience. Yeah, that'd be good fun. Yeah, that would be good. Crossed. Yes. <laughs> um, Ashling, are you still there? Hopefully, she is. I am. I am. I just turned off my video because I didn't want to distract oh, from no, everyone else, and I wanted to rest my arm as well. <laughs> I thought I thought that was the case when I saw your name pop up on screen. Um, so I just want to hear from you from your point of view now. Um, when a student joins um, London Stock Exchange, what sort of um, hand-holding development um, do you give them? I know the guys have mentioned like a two-week quite intensive training programme, but do you say that do you, how, if you are successful, do you keep in touch with the students before the start? Um, and then what's the, the first week looking like for them? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of keeping in touch, um, for last, well, this year's cohort, actually, we organized a couple of social events. Oh. So um, there was one uh, chocolate tasting event, which we had to have virtually because it was during lockdown at Christmas yeah. time. And then we ran another event um, earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm personally working on is getting better at um, I suppose what we call our keep warm kind of communication so actually I'm working on a new project where I'm preparing a kind of learning advice sort of tips document Mm -hmm. which will have different learning tips and the anticipated duration so people who have a year until they're joining us will have a literally a list of things that they can be working on and learning in between Um, but also all of our grads get a buddy before they join Um, and our summer interns as well. So in terms of that perspective, um, let me actually just ask Jasper and Amelia, have I forgotten anything in terms of lead up support? Uh, We also had the um, virtual escape room. 
Yes, that was the other one. Yeah, oh, the chocolate tasting fun. in the escape yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's more to enable kind of more of a social um, bonding side. And then from the more kind of learning and advice and development, that side, that's what I'm working on. I think we could be better at. Um, then in terms of their, their sort of induction, you've already heard a little bit about the, the two-week induction, which was luckily in person this year, which was really great. Yeah. And that was a mixture of technical and um, I don't like saying soft skills, so I'll say more like business skills training. Yeah. So things like um, training on financial markets by an external provider we use, um, training around VBA, which I know all of them love, and, um, and macros, and then um, the tech grads had agile training as well. Um, then we had a, the Center for Inclusive Leadership delivering training around communication um, and your personal brand. Yeah. Um, and then once they join, um, to give you an idea of what's coming up in October, we have, you know, a monthly development discussion, which is run by um, our, my team. And that will be around a topic that, you know, we feel is going to be useful. So last time it was around a book called Atomic Habits. So it's about building habits to enable success. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a discussion around that. Then we have meet the management sessions where the grads get exposure to, you know, leaders within the business. Um, we have a cloud academy session as well. Um, and then the technical kind of skill sessions are more kind of scattered throughout the rest of the program. And later on in the year, we have a, um, more of, I suppose, coaching focused um, initiative plan. But I don't want to say too much um, in case these guys haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. So that will just give you a bit of an idea. Oh, you don't want to spoil the surprise, do we? <laughs> um, no. thank you. Thanks so much, Ashley. It sounds like you've got a really good um, plan to keep you know, students um, warm between offering it and, and them starting as well. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit before, Jasper, about your um, training and development that you've experienced so far. Um, so I'm going to go to Amelia. Could you just uh, mention to people watching what could be in store for them um, when they start London Stock Exchange um, from a training and development point of view? Yes, yeah, so, well, as Ashton said, so we have a kind of that two-week on onboarding process where you cover a, a huge kind of range of topics. Um, and then once, well, personally, once I then joined my role, I had role-specific training, um, not only technical training, but also, as I said, understanding exactly what a clearinghouse does and Forex Clear in particular, so more role-specific training. Um, but also who we receive training throughout the year for different topics so for example one um, piece of training we were given during our onboarding was to do with AWS or Amazon Web Services which is a cloud computing platform and um, as technology graduates we're actually going to be sitting an exam to become a um, AWS cloud practitioner okay. and so since joining we've been given access to uh, basically an online portal where there's materials and resources available um oh it's actually want to say something hand up. you can finish amelia and then i'll okay. jump in um and so yes been provided access to that and there's lots of resources and materials there um we're also sitting in isol examination we've re received resources for that but throughout the year we also have um we had some training last week about um, kind of our development and meeting objectives. We have more financial markets training. So 
you know, you're, you've got so many opportunities. Yeah. So that onboarding, then more role specific training, but it doesn't end there. There's always more opportunities and things like we have access to um, lots of learning resources online. So you can even, even go ahead and do your own independent learning um, if you'd like to. So yeah, there's so much on offer, which is just brilliant. Ashley, did you, did you want to say something? Yes, sorry, I forgot about professional qualifications, which is key. Um, And Amelia, (laughs) Amelia just alluded to it for the technology program. So that's the ITIL certification, which stands for Information Technology Infrastructure Library. And for the business program, uh, the business grads do the IMC, which stands for the Investment Management Certificate. So I just wanted to add that because that's quite key. Yeah, very important. Thank you very much, Ashling. Um, Jamma, is there anything else that you want to add um, with regards to learning and development that you've experienced? Um, I guess that <clears throat> the learning and development for the recent joiners has been well covered there, but I would like to point out that Africa as a whole does have a, um, a strong motivation towards continued learning and development mm-hmm. after you leave the graduate programme. And as a, um, someone who has recently left the graduate programme, um, I'm about to start FCA, ESG, CFA, sorry, ESG investing qualification, which will be fully funded by the group. Um, and so your continued learning and development is definitely kind of prioritised beyond um, just when you're a graduate of the group. And what will that qualification enable you to do then? So why would that be so important to you? The, um, the CFA ESG qualification is um, specifically in relation to sort of asset owner um, best practice in terms of ESG investing methodologies and is um quite specific towards um, the career path that I want to take mm-hmm. uh, in terms of enabling me to better understand what our clients' needs are um, and, dare I say it, in front of uh, Aisling, but also to be more marketable myself uh, within the field. Um, but I also know that other, um, other graduates from my year have taken um, other qualifications are taking um, things like the CFA Level 1 qualification, which I know is a very common one that people often ask about. Yeah, so there's lots of potential there for you, isn't there, to, to learn and develop yourself. Um, I'm going to come to Amelia and Jasper now, because I know you're tag-teaming it a little bit there. But from, from a student's point of view, you know, watching and preparing for, a, for their first day at London Stock Exchange, what advice would you give them? You know, any hints and tips? How would you um, let them know how to prepare? So are you saying as someone who's successfully kind of gained yeah, spot? They've, they've passed, they've, yeah, they've gone through all the um, assessment centres and everything else and they're thinking, right, okay, so first day, I know it's going to be in a year's time, but what, what advice would you give them? Well, I think to be honest, the I know it's very cliche, but be yourself a bit because there's not, you know, everyone's really welcoming that you're really looked after when you join. And I don't think you need to be worried about... Um, you know having the best financial knowledge and things like that that's what all the trainings are there for yeah. um and yeah I think the, the onboarding process is set up really well so I it was something I really wouldn't worry about just relax and mm-hmm. um enjoy it speak to as many people as possible um and yeah just be just yourself be yourself yeah. yeah no I think that is quite key um I think we're going to move on to the future now Jess yeah so what we'd like to know 
if there is a plan you never you know you never know what is around the corner but if you know what's the long-term plan and you know can you see yourself staying you know within this industry sector for example staying with um lsbg so um amelia i'm going to come back to you what's your future plans Yes. So, I mean, short term, I so obviously the the graduate scheme um, is comprised of two different rotations. So I'm currently on my first rotation and then we'll switch teams in um, March. And I think I've been really enjoying the development aspect of my role at the moment. So I might try and look for a role that's slightly more focused on yeah development and coding and things like that. Um, just to give me a bit more exposure to that area. And then in September, I'll roll off, um, roll off the graduate scheme into a permanent role. And I mean, at the moment, as I said, I've been really enjoying uh, working in Forest Clear, so I'd love to return there. Um, and then kind of longer term plans. I, I think I'd really like to stay within financial technology, basically. I've been, I think I've been really enjoying it. Um, and yeah, I can just imagine myself um, staying in the same industry for the foreseeable future. You never know, it might be cybersecurity, Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jasper, same question, come to you. Um, yeah, so um, within this particular six-month rotation, I'm, um, I'm working on my developer sort of skills. So even so automation testing, but professional development skills and even perhaps at the end of this rotation, working with cloud migration skills. So hopefully I'll, I'll have had those quite well developed by the end of this rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in, in the next one, I'd quite like to perhaps join a cybersecurity team. Either that mm-hmm. or one more focused on um, the business side of the company. However, it does, um, it, it in the end, it is also down to the requirements of the company at that given time. So yeah. I could yeah. want to join a cybersecurity team, but if there is no, um, position in a cybersecurity team at that time, I would have to, I'd have to sort of choose something else. Um, but yeah. either um, pursue my software development training or go into more of a business role. Um, and then I'm going to ro- roll off into a team within my sort of my pillar section. So within post trade, the London Clearinghouse, um, in which I'd want to spend at least a year and maybe move into a different sector within the company just to sort of carry on that um, continuous development the, that we have throughout the graduate program. And then in the sort of um, long term, I think quite similarly, I would like to stay within financial technologies. Uh, it's something that I've really enjoyed for the relatively short amount of time that I've been here, but I can see myself carrying on in that direction for quite a long time. And I think that's the key. You know, so you've been here since September, but you know already that that is hopefully going to be the long-term goal, which is great. And Jared, um, same question. What does the future hold if you've got a plan? Um, yeah, who knows with um, sustainable investment? I think that I definitely love the field mm-hmm. um, and want to stay within um, SI going forward but it's such a rapidly growing and changing field I think that um, looking at it now definitely LSEG and um, FTSE is a great place to be because it's just growing so rapidly and there's so many new roles emerging in the field that um, you can easily see opportunities and, and, and a, way, a way forward 
And if that continues, then um, in the future, I see myself staying here and um, hopefully taking one of the the many new roles that come up as as and trying to grow grow with the grow with the sector essentially. Um, other than that, maybe maybe go and do a, a, do a year out to do a masters or in um, environmental economics or something like that. But certainly, um, this is the the field that I want to stay, and I think Alsace is a great place for that. It's almost like the perfect storm for you in a sense. You know, you're getting into this area at quite a perfect time, aren't you? And you know, you're going to be you know, when it fully gets up and running, I can imagine you're going to be quite a professional within that that little sector of, of you know, having all the knowledge that you've gained so early on. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, next, we want to talk about benefits, if, if that's okay. Can I just ask Jared a question? Because you mentioned before, Jared, about um, speaking to your colleagues in Hong Kong, you mentioned in America. Is there opportunities to travel abroad at London Stock Exchange? Is, is that feasible or are you predominantly based in the UK? Uh, I, I know um, from anecdotal experience within the SI team, people that have moved with, between regions. Um, and certainly I know uh, multiple examples of people um, on my graduate scheme that have traveled. Um, I actually, when I was uh, short-term travel, that is um, definitely, um, I, I went to uh, Italy when I was in capital markets to, to okay. spend some time in, in Milan. That was mm-hmm. back when the group owned Borsa Italiana, which is no longer the case. Um, but certainly there is the opportunity to travel. And I think that depending on where you end up in the group, um, the scope, um, maybe more or less, for example, LCH doesn't have so much of an international presence, but mm-hmm. um, I guess that's a matter of if it's a focus for you, then you can definitely make it happen. Yeah. And what you mentioned about your, your master's, um, Jared, is, is, I don't know if this is a question to you or, or Ashley, would um, Jared kind of leave London Stock Exchange and possibly come back or does London Stock Exchange help with um, other skills like getting a master's? Um, yeah, I can, I can take this one. Um, <laughs> again, it depends on, it depends on the, um, the area that you're in. It's a, it's a business decision. Um, yeah. For example, um, a graduate from the last uh, intake, uh, Craig, uh, who was in my team uh, is currently sitting a master's, um, which is um, there is working with the SI research, the sustainable investment research team, uh, in order to get funding from Alseg um, with the aim of uh, him doing his master's in a field that's relevant to our business and then coming back and working with the SI research team following that. But it's oh, wow, brilliant. Possible. Yes, the help of any, any opportunity. Thank you very much, Jared. And I think, yeah, I think we're going to quickly come on to um, key benefits of, of working there before we go on and finishing off with Ashling and the recruitment process. Um, so what would you say are the key benefits, um, Amelia and Jasper? Um, well, I love that look, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a... That was uh, a right, that was a right look. <laughs> you can do this one. So, so from... From my point of view, as in the stage I'm at, I'd say the key benefits are all the opportunities for personal and professional development. So for me, it's manifested itself in two ways. The first one is the continuous both formal and informal training offered throughout the programme, um, which we spoke about earlier. So yeah. the AWS Cloud Practitioner, the ITIL programming courses, um, but also um, networking events and knowledge transfer sessions to sort of understand your team a bit better. 
Um, and then secondly, this is something that Jared has, has spoken a bit about. We've also spoken about the rotation, the rotational structure of our scheme is yeah. the, all the opportunities for learning about a wide variety of sectors whilst you're here. Um, particularly thanks to the multiple areas that the group is involved in and the fact that you can rotate um, sort of within, in between all of those different areas. Yeah, the opportunities in training and development there just seem huge. Um, so thank you, Jasper. Amelia? Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah I, I completely agree and I just think yeah it's been it's been really obvious particularly I think all the training is something that's really stood out especially as a technology graduate I've been shocked and kind of nicely surprised at how much training I've been given on the business side yeah um and you know I don't think that's offered at other places or it's not perhaps as important um but no, I, I, my kind of financial knowledge has um, really improved and it's just brilliant when that might not necessarily be a priority for someone working in technology. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so important that you're a completely well-rounded um, mm -hmm. person there, though, isn't it? Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Jasper. Jared, on to you. Yeah, I would definitely reiterate the points um, that both me and Jasper made um, around the benefits that they feel the group has but I also think that the um the group has a really nice culture as a whole yeah. uh and um equally the different areas of the group do also have slightly different cultures um each are the each are definitely um definitely great places to work at um mm -hmm. but it also allows you to sort of get a feel for which culture fits you best and um I feel like everyone um is super welcoming and super friendly at the group and I um I know from speaking with friends who work elsewhere that, that isn't always the case and isn't something necessarily you can take for granted when you join a company. And so I think that's a really key benefit about working here. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, Jared. Ashling, on to you. So I think we're going to finish off now with the um, recruitment process. So a student would obviously go into Grad Cracker, either choose to apply to the technology or the business summer internship, and then you take them and then what do you do with them? What's the process? Sure. So the first step is submitting your online application and uploading your CV. So I know, let me just recognize, first of all, I know that can be painful to everyone. So thank you to everyone who goes through the time and effort to do that. It is really important to tailor your CV to the program you're applying to and draw out the key skills that we're looking for, which you will find in the job description. Um, and think about how you can demonstrate your impact. So we are a... Uh, financial data provider so we love any quantifiable data so yes. if there's a way you can quantify your impact across your the work experience you've done or your extracurriculars um, just try and put that in there otherwise you know you can use qualitative comments to demonstrate your impact um, one thing I just wanted to flag is that for the first time this year we've included a new question on, on our application form which asks about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on your ability to secure work experience. Mm -hmm. So this is a recognition of the fact that some, some of you may have had work experience withdrawn or may not have had the same opportunity to secure it due to the various lockdowns that we've been through. And we want to take that into account when we're screening your CV. Yeah. So it's important if you have been impacted in that way to tell us how, whether that was an opportunity that was withdrawn, if so, what that opportunity was, or 
why you couldn't apply for anything or secure anything. And then tell us what you did anyway to, to develop yourself. And it doesn't matter what it is, if it was reading different books, doing some e-learning courses, connecting with people in the sector, just tell us about it. And that way we'll be able to, to take that into account when we review your application. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really important to us um, to, to make sure we're, we're factoring that in. Yeah. And then um, the next step is a telephone, uh, sorry, the online assessment, which is an SHL test. Um, the test we use tests numerical reasoning, inductive and deductive reasoning. So the biggest piece of advice I can give there is to practice. There are loads of practice tests online. Mm -hmm. If you're really keen and committed, you can even purchase a, um, a practice kind of package. Okay. Um, I think there's a site called onlineassessment.com or assessmentday.com or something like that. Mm -hmm. And if you have a friend who's always, you know, flying through them, do it with them, get them yeah. to talk you through what they're thinking. That can mm -hmm. be quite helpful. Um, then it's a telephone interview. So in that, we're going to be assessing your motivation for the program for LSEG um, and then assessing your alignment to some of the key competencies that we, that we look for. Um, I don't think any of those competencies are, hugely surprising yeah. um so what i would say on that is just write down a list of what you've achieved uh, and what your examples might be across different uh experiences whether they're academic or extracurricular or work experience and literally write down what competencies you think that they demonstrate the best and the most effectively and for anyone who's not used to a competency-based interview consider using the star technique to structure your answer so it's really important you talk through context what you did and then the impact yeah. um, and then the last stage is the assessment center um, so that'll be virtual this year um, yeah. we review our approach every year but last year we had a case study interview so you'd get case study materials 30 minutes to review them and then you'd go into a 45 minute interview mm -hmm. um, we had a group discussion and we had a another kind of motivational slash competency-based interview. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, I'm hoping that we've inspired everybody who's watching today to get their applications in. And remember, as Ashlyn said, don't leave it until December. Apply today. And mention to Ashlyn that you've watched um, this fantastic webinar as well. And it's all part of the experiences and the and it shows a passion that you have for the London Stock Exchange Group. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, grads, and thank you, Ashling, as well, um, for joining us on this webinar. Oh, it's been a stressful one. Um, <laughs> and next week, next week, we are joined by, I said this to Amelia before we started, because she was smiling away. I said, these webinars are quite stressful, and she was nodding along. I was like, this is I know why. how you feel, Carla. I know <laughs> how you feel. <laughs> this is why. Um, next week, me and Jess, are, we're staying in the financial sector, actually. We're joined oh. by Lloyd's Banking Group. So um, for now, go and take a look at the London Stock Exchange Group hub on Gradcracker, apply, and good luck, and me and Jess will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.